Welcome to Recommissioned, a bi-weekly podcast where we go back to watch Battlestar Galactica. Each week, I'm joined by my good pal Matt, who has only seen the episodes up to the one we're covering. Now, I've seen them all. And on this week's episode, we bring you Season 3, Episode 5, Collaborators. Well, isn't that nice? Man can turn his coat, collaborate with the enemy, contribute to the deaths of thousands, but the old man needs his phones fixed and suddenly all is forgiven. Silence find us. We're going to need every hand we've got. Cylons found us, Mr. Agathon. Your friend Gato was on the welcoming committee. Hey! Look at me! As long as you're here, maybe you can help me out. I'm missing something. I lost it in detention. Since you're so buddy-buddy with the Cylons, maybe you know where it is. How about it? Do you know where my eye is? So. Man, I'm coming out of the gate right away. Are you going to airlock Jammer or are you going to let him go? Ooh, Tough questions. That's rough. See, I, with my audience's knowledge, I go, this is one you don't airlock. Um, but this, unlike their decision later, I with Jammer, I still go, for these people in this room standing around this guy, yeah, I see why they do it. Like for, With what they know... I still see why they do it. I don't. I don't mm. think they're total monsters for it. I think what are you pretty, voting here if you're standing in the six in this group? If you're in this, the quote circle, yeah, whatever they're called. Yeah, man. I mean, at the end of the day, he essentially does even plead guilty. He's just like, I just was. It just was messier than I wanted to, and it, it happened. And I'm, I didn't want it to happen that way, but it did happen that way. And they're like, well, pff, okay, then. That's yeah. pretty, you, you pretty much pled guilty. It's um, a tough one, right? I tough, um, man, it's real tough. I don't like Jammer, so I probably just airlock him on principle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really just route justice like fuck it. I don't like the way his nose is. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a farce anyway. The whole thing is a sh- is um, a sham. Oh, for sure. It's a flim sure. you're a flim flam man. <laughs> as Picard says. No, it's a it's a whole sham. Like the whole everything about it. It's all it's all a sham. Right. <laughs> it's all garbage. So I'm just like, eh, fucking kill him. I don't care. Flip a coin. Kill him. Sure. You got fucking shitty Vigo Mortensen over here, right? That's that's what I call. You, you, you talk about I lost my son, guy Connor. Yeah, shitty Vigo. I lost my son. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, if this guy killed people, especially a seven year old kid, he's got to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, but, um, and it's weird how he makes it. He makes it sound like ah, uh, you know, he makes it sound like ah, I couldn't tell who was VC and who wasn't. There were people pulling out guns. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I, I, first day, of like, all, eh. can we back that up a little bit? Okay, we're diving in. Yeah, let's get in there, ladies and gentlemen. Like, okay, you know what it's like? Like, this is what I wanted him to really say, just to really paint a, paint a picture of, of the reality. Is, is I wanted him to say, is, is, I haven't done that in a while. Is I wanted him to say, that's a, there you go. There's a vocal take I worked on. Mm. I used to do it a lot. I would say, like, I just did is, is for some reason. It's like a weird hitch. Um, <laughs> Depends on what you know, I was just listening is, to is. somebody else and they do it too, another podcaster. Much more oh, famous funny. than me. I, I heard him do it a few times. Um, oh, it's a fucking Bobby Lee. Oh, really? I yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah, on Tiger Belly, <laughs> which I love, by the way. I love Bobby Lee. I think he's oh, fucking he's great. great. He's a total crazy person. But he's yeah, for, I, he but did it, and I was like, holy shit, I used to do that. But uh, he doesn't really care because he's got way more followers and way more money than me <laughs> than I'll ever have. So um, he can say is, 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 is if he wants to. Triple is. Back to the task at hand, Matthew. Yes, sir. 
I um I mean it's a it's a it's a weird situation to be in, right? The whole opening. But I, I mean I think I vote yes here. Yeah. I mean, like I'm saying, at the end of the day, he essentially pleads guilty. He talks about deaths happening and oh, I just couldn't stop it. We don't it was just confusing and chaotic. I'm like, well, it's confusing and chaotic and you still kill people. So yeah, man, sorry. Kind of, kind of got to go on this one. Oh, my point that I was trying to get to before the is is was <clears throat> I wish he would have framed his statement like this. You know what it's like when you go around people up at night for detention because you're a collaborator and one <laughs> of you're them basically Gestapo. Yeah, and one of them fucking wants to resist. I mean, imagine that, huh? <laughs> what was I supposed to do when the screaming mother resisted as I pulled her child away? What What am I gonna do? Uh, I had you to clip a kid in the face with the butt of my rifle. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just a guy. Yeah. I mean, I hit the kid in the face with the butt of my rifle, and he started spitting and twerking on the ground. I, what was I going to do? So I just I, finished the job. I didn't want I him to suffer. I felt threatened. I felt threatened. <laughs> Come kid on, was bleeding, dude. yelling. I had to shoot him. Yeah. You know? I'm so, one of the good guys. I mean, it sucks. I'm sorry that... He was born with no moral conviction, and that's unfortunate. And that's just the way he ended up in the airlock at the end of the day. Right, right. And so, you know, what, what does truly, at the bottom of it, really suck about the situation, and I think we talked about this on the last you know, big two-parter we did, um, I, I'm sure there were guys among them, Jammer probably being one of them, uh, but I'm sure there were guys among that police force who genuinely joined thinking, okay, Maybe if we can join the human police force, at yeah, least get this Cylon. This, right? Yeah, like get the Cylon toasters off the street, and it's humans policing things. Like, then we can at least be some kind of intermediary between the Cylons and human civilians, and maybe that will actually keep a kind of peace. And I just want to be there as like a buffer, not realizing that once they get in there, you're still getting orders directly from the Cylons, and if you don't follow those orders, they'll probably kill you. Now you're under the direct threat of death because you're under their direct supervision, and you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place, and you're committing fucking war crimes now. <laughs> it's like. Like, mm-hmm. you should have just really, like, there were people who probably just didn't have the forethought of, dude, if you join with them, you're going to be under their thumb, and you're going to have to do what they say, even if that's killing babies, or else they're going to kill you. I don't know if uh, I said this when we talked about this very thing not that long ago, but I always think about, and again, remember, we're dealing with a science fiction weird setting, how this plays out in reality, who the fuck knows. But I uh, I always thought, maybe if that was your plan, is but you went to Ty like immediately and you said, Ty, here's my plan. They're going to be looking for volunteers anyway. What do you think? Maybe if I can get in, maybe I can get information to you guys. Remember I might be in positions where I have to do certain things sometimes like pulling people out of detention. But as your inside guy, I think I could do a lot of damage and he could. I mean, if you think about jammers access, he could have done a lot of damage at certain times. If If he was totally flipped from jump, could have gotten him a whole big old pile of virgins if he'd done out the uh, the old suicide bombing like his pal did. <laughs> Is that how that works? Yeah, know but, you know, I, 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 um, yeah, I thought I, I just thought we we talked about Jammer before, but I, before with Jammer, remember he's like it's everyone for himself. Remember he had that mentality back on Galactica, and I almost feel like that might have been his angle here. Like I better do this because. Because you have to be thinking at that moment, there's no victory here. Mm-hmm. You know, Adam is left, and and here we are. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be on this side and and get meals and better sleeping arrangements. I 
I kind of feel like he went into that with that intent, you know, just you know, a, a real survival I, instinct. Totally. I think you're right. And I think in, in a way, the show, this episode, choosing to highlight these two guys in particular, Jammer and Gaeta, uh, they're almost perfect parallels and perfect like opposites because sure. I could imagine each, you know, each of them picked a station. You know, one was already there. You know, Gaeta already had his job and just remained in that position. Uh, but he joined into the, you know, Jammer joined into the like Cylon government. But they were each, in a sense, on the side of the Cylon administration. Uh, each had equal access. And I think the real differing, the true difference of character among these two guys is one saw hope that we can still overcome this, we can defeat this, we can get Adama back, we will get out of this place and at least get out from under the grip of these Cylons and, and can make a break for it. There's that kind of hope that, that fuels who, true diehard insurgents. And who is that? That would be Gaeta. Yeah, um, Gaeta actively and, assisted the, the actively. resistance. Totally. From, from Jump, I think they made it pretty clear from the first episode, the bull, right? That was... Yeah, maybe not the first one, but but yeah, they made it very clear. We know it was him the whole time, giving them the information that essentially led to their escape. And I don't want to blow my load here or bury the lead, but but at this point in this discussion, I I say (laughs) when they decided not to airlock Gata, I was like, okay, so now bring him to go get his medal because. Right? Like he was kind of instrumental in your insurrection, wasn't he? Kind of absolutely crucial. <laughs> like, yeah, I think without him, without you him. don't yeah. have an inside source. You don't, and I think that's why there's a, there's a good parallel here, the good parallel between the two guys, but also a great contrast, which is we never really got the impression until, until Jammer was like, wow, I'm going to cut Callie free, which he definitely did. I mean, we can't take that away from him. He is totally. a person after yeah. all. He's... But yeah, I, I feel like it was a much different situation between the two guys. Now, they were also in very different circumstances, right? Yeah. Would would it, yeah. so so the question becomes if Gata's position was flipped with Jammers, would Jammer have behaved like Gata? I mean it's No. I don't no, think so have. either. I don't think so and, either. Well, and I think the reason why and the real difference between these two guys that makes them the way they are is that to be to be a, you know a rebel or an insurgent in this kind of situation, you have the most dogged hope and belief in the a, a different future and a different outcome possible. That's literally what you're willing to fight and die for. Or or uh, or, and yeah. I don't know. I've never interviewed insurgents, but or you're just like, well, I'm going to kill as many people as possible before yeah. it's over. Do you know what I mean? As many of the end, I'm just we'll not going fight to forever. Give to them. That's yeah. sometimes that's the mentality too, right? It's just like we'll we're just going to do this indefinitely, and if right. I die doing this indefinitely, then I die doing this indefinitely. Um, so I think you know the thing that's interesting about Jammer is that he is somebody who just went okay to try and get to that future is if it's not impossible, it's going to be so drenched in blood that I'm not willing to sacrifice that much for a possible outcome where we still might get crushed by the Cylons. I'm going to focus on the here and now and try, try in my mind to do some good in participating in like the current system basically. Mm-hmm. Whereas like you get your guys like uh, chief and, and Ty who are just like, fuck the system. No, like we're going to, we're going to blow it up, get away from it and make our own again. Like that's, that's what they're doggedly about. And in, in a <clears throat> lot of different situations, jammer might be the more sensible person. Um, you know, kind of just bet on the wrong horse here. Like, this was a battle you could win and they won it and you should have, you know, you were on, ended up on the wrong side of it. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I think there is an opportunity here for us to see a little bit more as to the, 
as to the formation of this police force and how it um, and how it was propositioned to people. I think I think more here could have given us a clearer line to to kind of talk ethics around it because we don't really know what was said or what was offered. We don't know if they that what what if they went ten to ten and said if if we don't get twenty five people by tomorrow we're going to kill ten people. Yeah. So volunteer or die. You. Right. I mean, we don't know. We don't know what was said. I can assume that that probably wasn't said because I think it would have come up in this moment. Totally. But, but I also think at the end of the day, it sounds like he was uh, somebody behind a trigger of, of some death, which is, which is just bad news bears. Um, but then you also remember we have the other guy too. Remember the guy in red, the suicide bomber. He was a guy who joined with a specific mission in mind. And the mission he had was the mission given to him by Salt Eye, yep. which was one of suicide. It. But he, you know, that guy, is that guy getting a medal posthumously? How do you say it? Posthumously? <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ. Posthumously? Jesus Christ. Yeah, He's I think word. he does. He should. Yeah, I mean, in a way. Yeah, man. I don't know. Fucking it's good shit to talk it all. about. It's good shit to talk about. But yeah. um, a lot going on this week. And um, I like, you know, coming out of the gate here, I, I really like that we, we're not in this real big... And in, in, we can talk about the very end of last week's episode once again, which was the juxtaposition of very sad and and sorrow-filled music against cheering of Welcome Home. And I think the echoes of that are felt here with collaborators. And, um, and I like that. It's not this wonderful reunion, is it? It's not. You know, we would expect them... And that's what I just think is so good about this episode is the f- general feeling of it is just one of malaise. Oh, yeah. It's not, they're not all Burden. high-fiving and hugging and yay, we're back, right? I mean, the tension with everybody, the tension between Kara and Anders and, and Bill and Ty, I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, and, yeah. and just everything else, man. Um, it's good. It's good stuff. And I really dig this episode. So me too. That's kind of where I'm coming out with this one. I really enjoyed it. I couldn't remember if I liked it, um, and I seem to remember going, "Oh man, I hope this isn't like some bullshit, bullshit, feigned, uh, you know, ethical conundrums." But I think you truly have one here, and you know, I'm saying go ahead and airlock him, and maybe not airlock Gate, and maybe give Gate a medal. But I don't know if I'm if I'm right or wrong. I'm just you know I'm, I'm not. I'm not really making a claim that one is more noble than the other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and yeah. and it's, it's just the it's just what I'm feeling based on the evidence that I have. But um, but but I want to say that I don't really think it's the place of these six individuals to make these decisions. I think this is beyond them. And, I mean, who are we talking about here? I mean, Ty, sure, but. These other couple people, I mean, direct victims are, are, are the people making these decisions. Um, I don't know, man. This is this is a tough this is a tough situation, and it's a it's a it's a big whoa moment. When we realize that that Zarek is behind this, which we'll talk a little bit about. But but why don't we just? I mean, why don't we just keep going here? I mean, we we have we have the the crimes being read to 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 Jammer. Is there anything else you want to say about Jammer before they before we we just airlock him here? <laughs> Uh, I mean, at still at the end of the day, even if I vote to to airlock the guy, I do feel fucking bad for him. I think yeah, of he course. was 
stuck in a horrible position and it's shitty, but he fell, you know, he crumbled in the face of it and, and was involved in probably what's also tough about jammer in a particular case. We only really see him doing the good acts like him saving Callie. We see him as they round up people, but we're not seeing him putting his hands on people and hauling them out of the tents himself. He's kind of like standing around making sure everybody's going to the right tents. It's like this show makes it even harder on you by like, ah, you never saw him like shoving people into line or pointing guns at anybody, which he probably did. (laughs) Like he almost certainly did. If he was a police officer for them for even a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. So it makes it tough, but I feel bad for the guy and it is a brutal the brutal exit, him fucking dinging his head against the metal door on the way out, spinning into space. Oof. You hope that thing fucking KOs you. But, um, right? Fucking right. Danny Fouch in the chat saying he thought the feeling of the episode was anger. I definitely agree with that. I think there's a few, I think there's a lot of dread in the episode dread, as well. Anger, yeah, burden. dread, anger, um, uh, and just the, the, the weight. What, what's the word? What, what's a single word for the weight of all of this coming down on you now that the burden, did you say that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that works. Burden some tasks. (laughs) Yeah. And and, you know, it's like none of these people are, I mean, some, some of the stuff they do in this episode that I love is just watching the body language of the assembled people, right? These guys are looking at jammer chief has his back turned to him. And, And this is a moment for chief, isn't it? I mean, really Chief is, is, a, is the great guy. protector of his deck crew. Totally, totally. I mean, that's uh-huh. why, I mean, at the end of the day, they almost pose the question to him. They're like, all right, does him saving Callie, you know, basically exonerate him from killing the 23 other people? Yeah. And he has to finally go, no, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's fucking grim. That's another word I'm looking for. Grim. <laughs> Very grim. It's super heavy, grim. Heavy episode. Heavy. That's another way to describe it. But um, I like this moment from Connor here. And, you know, I tease him calling him shitty Vigo. But I like the way he slams the, the damn airlock open button again after the guy's dead. Oh, yeah. And that, that just says a lot to me. You know, that's like when you see the emotional kill in the mafia picture where the guy's dead, but he shoots him again because he betrayed him or he shoots him three more times and swears and cries and shit. Like that's, that's this moment here. And I like that. And that's clearly anger, but it's also, there's also this real unfortunate realization for Connor in this moment, which is this jolt of perhaps satisfaction and then quickly overwhelmed by the fact that his son's still gone and just, no right. respite from the dark feelings he's going to have for the rest of his life. Totally. Totally. That's what's so, I love how they followed that scene up. Like you see, you know, Jammer gets sucked out into space. You see his tiny body in the face of the entire fleet out there in space. And then we come back in to them all there. And he's like, Kevin, you know, he was only six years old. Mm-hmm. And he starts crying. And it's like, yeah, you just killed this guy who may or may not have done it. You know, he's definitely there when your son died to some capacity. Uh, your son's still dead. Like it doesn't really change that right. at all. Right. Like I said, outside of that feeling in the moment of, of satisfaction, maybe even feel some measure of peace for a moment or victory or, or the myriad of things that might go through your head. You know, like I think about this a lot with, um, you know, families of murder victims whose, whose, uh, prisoner is executed. The criminal is executed for the crime. You know, that, maybe that feeling of justice in the moment, but then being like, well, I still feel shitty. I don't know. I'm totally speculating here, but um, it's uh, it's an interesting 
And then to make it even more complicated, this is somebody you worked with before. It's a weird circumstance. And, um, you know, it's, it's not like Jammer is a, is a sociopath or a serial murderer. <laughs> and it was a random happenstance. It just complicates the whole thing. And, and of course, in the follow-up, we see, you know, we see Ty, like, kind of being a leader to him in this moment, giving him whatever affection he can, right? Totally, yeah. Whatever and, little bit there is. And then Callie confirms, oh, yeah, he did free me. Ooh, dude, what a fucking heavy moment for Chief. It's what a really tough. moment. Got to be yeah. tough. Because you, you, in that position, what do, you, what do you think now? I mean, you're sitting there looking at your wife that you love, and you're and you're saying and, and what and what you not, might not be saying in the moment is she's there because of she's there because of him kind of she's still there because of him if it was a different guy maybe it doesn't go down and she's dead yeah you know it's, good it's tough yeah Oof. it is really hard man also we should probably mention Ty talking about I don't does, I don't think he says it in this scene but he talks about Ellen paying the price right oh yes he does <laughs> boy. <laughs> Pretty Is that hard the scene, do- though. I, I no, it's later. It's yeah, later. all right. I'm jumping the gun on that. But um, yeah, Callie, Callie basically confirms. Yeah. Oh, somebody did. So, and she doesn't know who she. Who was still wearing the mask and everything. Mm-hmm. She's like somebody did. Yeah, help me. Told me to run. No Why? reason. She says there wasn't a clear reason for her. Mm-hmm. Ugh, but now he has to know. He has to sit with that knowledge forever. Mm. Wonder if he'll ever say anything to her about it. Probably not. Right. Right. Um, what do you think about Gaius's dream sequence here, starting off with, of course, the main three? <laughs> Dude, to be honest, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, now I'll say I say it's hilarious thinking back on it. My first viewing of seeing uh um you know him aboard the ship again, I was like, oh fuck, he's a Cylon. Like that's that. That's that. Like this is a copy of him. Uh, who's you know they think has made it aboard their ships. Meanwhile, the real or quote unquote real um, Gaius is aboard the Cylon ship. We know that's where he is. So I was like, "Fuck, he really is a Cylon." And then yep. the way Adamo is talking about him, the way Taya is talking about him, and then especially the way Roslyn starts coming on to him, you're like, "Oh, you kind of realize at the same time he does." I'm like, "Nah, this is a dream." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially with it opening with Adama. In my opinion, it wasn't his fault. I'm like, that is <laughs> real generous coming from Adama to I know. Gaius. I know, no I way. Know. <laughs> and then, of course, <laughs> the most preposterous thing in the world is Laura saying, I've always wanted you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, and not even not even that, but just fucking Ty being like, well, in my opinion, it was the Admiral's right. Impossible. He was in an impossible yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd have probably done the same in his position. Okay. Like, yeah, you would never say that shit. Sure. Never. And then... You know what's so great about this scene, too? Like, that set up these characters saying those things. It's instantly jarring to us because we know these characters so well and that they would never say these things. Right. We're all in the same position of Gaius of being like, wait, this, this is off. Something's wrong. Yeah, man. And then um, we get a look at him on a on a freaking base star. Mm-hmm. We get a look at a base star in a big fat like it's like a it's like a big fat toaster head he's in. It's just like <laughs> wob 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 that big red line. Yeah, I'm like, damn, is this on everything they make? Pulsing. They have an yeah. they have a certain aesthetic they have to keep up with, Matthew. 
You know, I was, yeah, was going to say, I mean, they're, I'll give it to them. You know, they're fantastic conquerors of worlds and crushers of enemy civilizations. <laughs> but interior decor, they're going to they're gonna need to subscribe to some magazines. They need some help. They need to go on Pinterest. You think so? You don't like that fucking couch? <laughs> hey, the couch isn't bad. But I got to say, big, glowing, warbling line that cuts the entire room in half. Not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to call in a, a team to, to dress the place up a little bit. Um, but speaking of dressing up. Get the up, Queer Eye team here. We'll get a nice backsplash in. Guy, guy, Gaius, uh, Queer Eye for the straight guy. Uh, Gaius <laughs> dons his robe. There's a bucket head standing <laughs> not far from him. <laughs> not far. Menacing as shit. And then we get that cut to the base star, and we know exactly where he is in that moment. And that's just like, whoa, man. Look at the fleet. And hey, did you notice the resurrection ship they have? Oh, yeah. Boy, oh boy, that's four bait. No, five base stars in a resurrection ship. So they are, they're still doing pretty damn strong. Doing pretty damn strong. Um, let's talk about Starbuck. Ah, oh, poor Starbuck, dude. Ah, uh, poor so Anders. Poor, poor, poor everybody. Poor everybody, <laughs> poor everybody in this <laughs> fucking episode. Everybody's just like just coming out. Like we have finally seen the victory parade for everybody. Even the people who were genuinely, you know, throwing the fucking confetti. Everybody's calmed down and kind of come back to reality. And especially for characters like Ty and Starbuck and Chief, all these people on the ground. It's just such a heavy, awful thing they've went through. They probably all have fucking PTSD. Like it's just so shitty and bad. And I mean. I, I I can so feel for for her in this moment of like, this is the guy she actually loves and actually cares about. But now anybody like all the like physical intimate contact she's gotten or any sort of romantic esque <laughs> touches were from somebody a fucking Cylon manipulating every last second of every encounter that you have. Like, how do you trust anything anymore? It, it just it would make your your trust of anybody trying to reach out to you seem. Like possibly, you know, an attack. Yeah, man, it's a tough situation, and um, it's really hard to imagine what she endured for four months. I think that's what the number was. Oh, that's right. Yeah, four whole months in that fucking place. The, I mean, for all of them, like you said, you're talking PSD. I think there's something there in terms of this type of occupation for a straight year, a very <sighs> intimate occupation. You know, they're right there all the time, rounding people up. And that's rough, man. That's um, for all of them, like you said. And then you take Starbuck, who had this really unique situation in this bizarre manipulation, which seems to have really no point. Right. Other than victory, right? When you, when you think back on her captivity and you think back on Laoban, you're forced to ask yourself, what was he trying to gain? Was he trying to gain a moment of victory? Right. 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 A conquest, so to speak. Or, like every act of seduction was just a way of trying to get power over her. And, it really and was. A, concede, yeah. Yeah, it definitely was a, uh, it definitely was a power trip for sure. Power trips, man, to say power trip almost cheapens it, but... Almost, yeah. It, 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 you know what I mean? Because you, you he's on a power trip about some guy not letting you go to break <laughs> 10 minutes right, ago. Like, I mean, that's not a fair comparison. Totally, but I think yeah. power trip is just something that's been <laughs> condemned and used for mundane, everyday life. Like, what a power trip. He won't pull over. I'm trying to drive <laughs> in the fast lane, and he's just fucking riding his brakes. Whatever. My point is that it's, a, it's definitely a domination, a, a subjugation 
of her will. And, totally and it's true. like, that's what he wanted to do. And that's been his target the whole time. And he brings in a, 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 a kid that he kidnapped to, to do this grand manipulation. It's almost, it, it has, it, it, I mean, it has serial See, killer <laughs> hallmarks, doesn't it? It has oh, like yeah. really weird, I have a dungeon in my home. It's literally a fucking dungeon, right? <laughs> in my home that you can't leave. And it's like this weirdo that kidnaps a girl and hopes that she'll love him someday. That's, that's, Good it's fucking God. sick. It's really sick. And it also, you know what it does too? It has that season one grand theatrical Cylon facade to it, <laughs> which we haven't seen as much. Sure. Really, like now they're truly like just a military force dominating them. But back when I was used to be like, what the fuck are even the Cylon? Like how can they just do anything? You know, it has that that feeling to it of like I'm manipulating your reality. Yep. I'm making you think things that aren't even real. Mm. And sometimes got to you- be such a mind fuck, right? And is is it in what does he get out of it? The the ple- like like we're speculating here, the pleasure of success. Tough to say. Yeah, yeah, but he never really, never really did have success, did he? Not truly, no. I mean, there's a moment there where time. she where she's kissing him and. Obviously, you you would never call it willing, mm-hmm. but you know, he's you know, getting the impression she's into it, and then he fuck she puts a dagger in his ribs. Yep, but you know if if the real goal, which who knows if it was or wasn't, but if one of his main goals, maybe the singular goal of this, was to get uh, Kara to admit to wanting to be a mother, or like like opening herself up to that vulnerability, like you know, making herself aware of that desire for possible further future manipulation, then he did kind of get something out of her. Mm. Yeah, it's intense. It's intense, man. But poor fucking Anders, he still has no idea what even happened to her or even what, what that whole situation was. Just trying to, you know, put his hand on her hand or reach her over, try to kiss her, and she's like, ah, just don't, just don't. None of this. Can't have any of this. Right. That's, that's fucking rough. It's totally rough. There's also part of... There's this thing in Kara too. This 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 gravitation towards pain, you know. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, you know. I mean, I've known people like this in real life. They just, it's like they there's some kind of weird guilt there. There's some kind of weird thing going on, and they just want to be punished. Yeah, and I'm not, and I'm not yeah. even talking like in a sexy way. I'm talking like they want to be. They 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 just can't get out of their own way and they can't forgive themselves for anything and they just want to be they want this they they revel in this so to speak i'm not saying it's happiness but it's mm. but it's almost like there's a comfort here i feel good in this misery and i like it here right like i just if, don't if, like myself yeah, yeah if i in right exactly and if i come out of it then i'm really terrified of having to be a normal person because i don't know how to do that you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's fucking weird man but, hey, I'm not judging. That's just the way it is sometimes. People have a lot of damage, and that's just the way it goes. And she definitely has a lot of damage. Yeah. <laughs> she always has. And this, always, that's this, exactly it. She right? always has. And now it's, like, fresh and new. And, it's, and it's, it's so unfortunate that the damage is very much in an intimate relationship kind of setting because now she's, like, uncomfortable in that same kind of dynamic. Yeah. Uh, with somebody who actually loves her and isn't trying to manipulate her. And it just shows my, in my opinion, it shows a depth to Starbuck to that, to that makes her interesting. 
it's easy to be like, oh, the tough chick character who bucks authority, blah, 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 blah. And, and that's just that. And she's going to laugh this whole Cylon thing off. And she's going to put on aviators and put her fucking feet up and smoke a cigar and say, fuck you to the uh, occupation, right? You could have seen her almost behaving this way and like not maybe not so blatantly <laughs> ridiculous, but you could you could have you may have been able to write this a different way and people would have accepted it. And the fact that you yeah. wrote it this way, it just makes it more compelling. I agree. It's wild. So well, should we move on to to President Zarek? <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it, man. I'd forgotten about that shit. Well, it's weird, right, when you think about that. Yeah. Because he was the vice for, for Gaius. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now with Gaius being gone, essentially with the Cylons or among the humans, I don't know, presumed dead? They don't really get into that. I think, um, well, I think, yeah, I, I, I think so. I think, I think once he is gone, he's missing, I'm sure there's a time period where they go, okay, I guess it's Tom Zarek now. Yeah. He was the vice president. But what a MIA. cool little, uh, what, a, what an awesome little thing that, Nobody really ever thought about. It. I'm, I'm assuming most people watching this went, "Oh, I guess Ra- Roslyn's president again," kind of forgetting who the real vice president was, and that's why this is always such a great moment in the show. A so, cool little ah, ooh, that's really interesting. The politics are uh, playing out, so to speak. <laughs> right, right, and it's good because you could have easily gone in the direction as well of papering over all of this with sure. this dialogue. Like you come back in and Roslyn's already president. She's like, oh, well, you know, once, uh, once Eric agreed to step down and, you know, let me have it the back, blah, 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 and just carry right on. But it's cool to We would have screamed, that. right? Oh, what? It would have been like, wait, what? That's he it? stepped That's down. He I don't get to see that. You gotta be kidding me. Oh, <laughs> and you know what they would do though. They would cut to later on in the episode, yeah, him yeah, in some yeah. dark shadowy place. Like I stepped down, but I'm actually going to use that to my advantage. I am Zarek. Blah, 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 blah. And like, I like <laughs> that they actually just use it to expand on what we what we enjoyed so much from the occupation episodes, this new relationship between these two. Like, I like it. Like, it's a good character moment of him. I mean, never, again, never would have thought that I would see Zarek basically stepping down from mm. a from an active position of power to allow Rosalind to have it. <laughs> I was like, wow, didn't didn't think I'd see that. That's cool. Yeah, man. Um, you, you said something there. And what I'd like to do is put a pin in it for later. And that's um, because it's going to come up when, when there's a confrontation with Zarek at the end. But you said this kind of new relationship between him and Roslyn, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think, and let's just tease it now, do you think that they've gone right back to where they started based on his treatment of collaborators? Or do you think it's a bump in the road to a new relationship with Zarek? Um, I think it's more of a bump because I think, I think Rosalind of all people is very good at understanding and she's, she's been, you know, stuck in her own ways at times before, but I think overall, uh, even among the rest of the characters, I'd still give her the most points for being somebody who can disagree with somebody, but see the validity of their point of view and be like, mm, I disagree with what he did. and I wouldn't have done it myself, but I see his reasoning. And I don't think he's a monster for it. Like that is how I see Rosalind seeing it um and so i could imagine i don't think they're just going to become fucking total buddy buddy new lovers or something but i think they will have a better relationship a little at least a little more respect between them got it um let's talk about ty (laughs) our boy 
Our boy Let's, uh, Why don't we have a listen to some of this dialogue that he pops off on the CIC? <laughs> Collaborate with the enemy. Contribute to the deaths of thousands, but the old man needs his phones fixed and suddenly all is forgiven. Silence find us. We're going to need every hand we've got. Silence found us, Mr. Agathon. Your friend Gato was on the welcoming committee. Oof. Hey! Look at me! <laughs> as long as you're here, maybe you can help me out. I'm missing something. I lost it in detention. Since you're so buddy-buddy with the Cylons, maybe you know where it is. Oh, boy. How about it? Do you know where my eye is? So! Fuck. Admiral. God damn. Back to work. Damn, dude. Yeah, it's good shit. The scene's really good. Get your hand. Hide it in a drawer somewhere? Put it in the bottom of a box of cereal? <laughs> where is it? Did you step on it with your bare foot and it squished up in between your toes? <laughs> I swear to God, if you hit it, you better dust it off, clean it real good, mm. pop it back in my dirty old skull. Yeah. This Whew. this uh, this stuff for these two here, too, I, 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 I would be remiss for us not to... Uh, to uh, have a listen to this. A rough around the edges, but I can still hold my own. And you can tell that toaster lover over there that I am still the XO of this ship. Let's go. Get your hands off me. Oof. You're embarrassing yourself, son. Oh, you're the one that should be embarrassed. Mm. Letting one of Baltar's henchmen walk around like nothing's happened. Go sleep this off. That's an order. Oh, yeah. Just once. <laughs> About it all. Just forget about everything. Fucking tie rules. Well, I'm not forgetting. I'm not gonna forget. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Hell I. Yeah. That's a. Uh, I mean, that is a defining moment in tie, isn't it? Oh, for sure. I mean, we I've can we can talk about him. this whole thing. I mean, let's just get into yeah. tie here. Totally. I mean, for one, I've never seen him talk that way with that tone to Adama before. No. Like that, that almost like condescending, sarcastic, like, oh, just sleep it off, huh? Mm-hmm. Like a little bit accusatory, like, oh, is that what you plan to do, huh? You're just going to fucking forget about it? Right. And, and, and also, you- I mean, it's, it's such a massive difference of experience. Like, for sure. Adama, man. and that's going to be, I feel like that's going to be a hurdle between these two for a while, that Adama was up in the air. He was out here. You know, he knew how bad it was as far as, you know, knowing that, knowing logically that they're in a desperate, terrible situation down in New Caprica, but they're up in space. They still wearing their uniforms every day. They still got water and everything's, you know, they're managing. For sure, man. You know, Saul comes back on board and he's missing a fucking eye and his wife is dead and they were in the dirt and the muck and surrounded by death every day for a year. Mm -hmm. That is a massive difference of experience between two people who are close. And at this point, you don't know anything about Gata's involvement in it other than he served on the right hand of Baltar. I get it, man. This guy's walking around the fucking CIC. I get it. (laughs) This makes sense to me, the way Ty feels. Totally. Yeah, I mean, you you can't really fault him for this. Like... You know, he's being he's being a hard ass, but you can't fault him for being fucking mad. No, man. He's suspicious. It's the enemy to him, right? Mm-hmm. He's not he's not playing any games. These are his enemies as far as he's concerned. He's he's also I mean, his fucking wife, man. His fucking wife. If you don't if you think you're safe and this guy poisoned his own wife, you are fucking insane. <laughs> 
if I'm a collaborator and I know and I hear the scuttlebutt that he poisoned his own wife, who was a collaborator, I am getting the fuck out of Dodge. Straight up, yeah. I'm like, I'm time to change my name, smuggle myself <laughs> off to a different ship. Like, I'm fucking out. I'm out of here. Can out I call Saul Goodman's buddy to come pick me up and take me to fucking, you know, Alaska? See, <laughs> God damn, dude. Like, what are you going to do? You got to get can out finally, of there. Uh, can finally start making those season five Breaking Bad references. Yeah, you like that? I'm so excited. <laughs> but, um, but without spoiler. Yeah. Oh, of course. So, man. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a tough situation, you know? But, but let's think about it from Gator's perspective. We already know what his perspective is. So he has that perspective going into the CIC. And I'm saying we, are, we know what he has... We know what his perspective is based on the end of the episode, which he already has now as he walks into the CIC, which is, I was in a position that when the surrender happened, I was where I was. I was assimilated into the new hierarchy as to how it was going to go down. I immediately started to feed you guys information based on the episodes we saw. So you guys could continue to do what you needed to do. So I'm going to go to CIC because I'm guessing I'm going back to work. Yeah. I mean, right? what else am I supposed to do here? Yeah. But when you see an angry tie, you have to like stop for a second, right? You, you have to, you can't be oblivious to the way this man may be feeling right now or anyone else who lost anyone under the occupation. You, you have to, you can't be so oblivious to that fact. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, ugh. You, that, that's what also makes navigating the situation so hard for somebody like Adama. Like, mm. since you were so removed from this, people are gonna not hold your opinion. Like, in a way, what's funny too, what's ironic yeah, kinda, about it is, I see what you're getting at. You know what I mean? Yeah, like before he, you ways, continue on that line, can I just say this one thing though? Sure. And it's not the same, and, and I don't mean to compare experiences. And if we pretend this isn't a TV show for a second, Adama made a decision that he was probably going on a one way trip to rescue them too. And I'm not saying yeah. it's the same thing as what they experienced on the surface. It isn't. But he told Lee to leave for a fucking reason. Because he's like, I'm going to die trying to get them out of there. And sure, maybe he was trying to reconcile that with his consciousness in the moment. But I think he really thought, I'm going to give them a shot and do what I have to. And, the, and I'm going to lose the Galactica. And that's going to be that. So like, he went into it with that mentality. So, And he's a soldier. And he has experience. Um but he's never had this ex- quite this kind of experience. So it's going to, you, your tie is going to react the way he is. And I'm going to say, well, I get it. You know, you don't have the same perspective he does, despite the fact that you were, and you know, yep, he was up there. He had his uniform, he had his cot. But he, at the end of the day, he made a decision. He was going to go down there with his ship and never come back. It doesn't matter. That's still in his head, but you can't really fucking put yourself in Ty's position, can you? You can't. No, it's uh, tough, and that's man. What we were talking about earlier of like you know the this the committee, the jury of people executing these the collaborators, and how it's like how they're really truly unfit judges because some of them are victims of this. Like you know, it would be a complete and utter mistrial if you found out in a murder case that the judge was related to the victim who was murdered. Like that would be sure. like you could you that trial would just be fucking thrown out immediately a whole new retrial, um, so in a weird way, Adam is actually the perfect judge for cases of like if if they were going to have a, a 
tribunal and, and bringing collaborators before them, Adama would actually be a very good judge because he was not on the ground. He was not experiencing it directly, and he's going to have to hear the stories and, and make a decision based off of that. But in these interpersonal like moments, these these misunderstandings or these trying to like iron things out, it's it's that much harder because he was removed. Right. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think um, I, th- I I don't know what qualifies as a good judge, but I I know it doesn't probably, and that's six pissed off people <laughs> exactly. that were hired in the shadows from President Zarek. Who are all who have all personally lost things to the people they are trying. <laughs> you so, know, that's uh, a pretty bias. And, and there's really, let's be real, we're not seeing a trial here, are we? We're really just seeing a string of executions being carried out mm-hmm. on on people that and, and here's why this is a failure. Here this is why this doesn't work. Which is why I understand in the moment pushing pushing Jammer out the fucking airlock. I get it. I'd probably do the same thing. But I also understand if I stop and I think about it for just a second, it's hard to go after some of these people when you don't know all the facts. You just have what you think are the facts. Because if it wasn't for, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but but it matters because we're talking about the next episode where they're judging everyone. Uh, next episode, next next scene. Because without the information to Kara about the bowl and the Philip in the bowl, Gate is a dead man. And then yeah. you find that out later, then this is why we don't have these things. These don't work <laughs> in a civil fucking society. The, these mistakes can't be made. You can't, you can't accidentally kill people while killing the other people. It doesn't, it doesn't make for any kind of uh, justice system that anyone's going to rally behind. Right. Right. And it was also just because, you know, you put somebody in prison and then you find out later on that they're innocent. Oh, man, really sorry about that. We'll let you out, give you some money, try to get you back on your feet. Sorry. You right. kill somebody. Even well, that sucks. It's done. Even that's fucking terrible. <laughs> right, right. But you kill somebody, there's absolutely no restitution. It's like, oops, we just murdered somebody for no fucking reason. And now there's nothing to do to make it right. Cool. Yes, <laughs> Great. Man. It's rough. It's rough. It's really and and Gata had a close, it's a close call here. But, but Gata comes up in this next scene. So, yeah, this I want to talk about this, right? Yeah, man, this is a really good scene here. I mean, after you airlock somebody. Um, oh wait, before that, can I can I just? There's a really good shot before the next scene after Ty gets pissed off at Adama. We have a real close shot. You'd call it a close up of Adama's face in the frame, and there's like this light across his eye. It looks really totally, cool. yes. and he's watching with a with a with an expression that is troubling as his dear friend walks away from him after a tense encounter. Um, what What's going through his head here, I wonder? Uh, to me, the look on his face is a genuine, I don't understand how Saul feels. Like, realizing that he does not understand, like, the depth of anger and pain that's there and doesn't and just like doesn't understand the cause of it it's it's kind of like how you know if they have the if they have the shared experience of being on a ship that's attacked by the cylons and losing losing people and they're they're each there struggling through the same thing then you share that pain that's something you you each kind of grow past and bond together over of but with this it's like wow he's gone through something down there that i don't understand like i don't understand how sure. it's truly done to him and i there's something about my friend i don't know now Yep, he's worried about him. Worried, very worried. He's worried about him. So, um, yeah, they are. They're talking about somebody in the next scene. This this woman, I forget her name. 
carrying arms for the enemy in a time of war, shooting three civilians. Oof. You know who she looks like, by the way, with the cuts on the face? Mama. No, hell yeah. Dude, she so does. Not as hot, but. (laughs) Not quite, not quite. Yeah. Yeah. She calls the vote, though. Yeah. And she's like guilty. And does, does this not ever look Guilty. like the fucking Mossad dudes around the table in Hell Munich yes, being like, all right, dude, who are we you, killing? Are you kidding? That's what I <laughs> thought of, actually, when I was watching it this time. <laughs> it's so that. So that. You know, it's funny. They say it's, it's one thing to say the crime and then say guilty. Okay, I understand going, wow, shot three civilians, carried arms, blah, 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 all these things, right? But where's the evidence? Right. Like, I don't see a lot of evidence going around no. at the table, which I think is deliberate in the way they wanted to do this episode, and I appreciate that because you go, wow, what? Whew, boy, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess that sounds terrible. Is there evidence? Because <laughs> you guys are just sort of saying <laughs> guilty. <laughs> and you got a redhead on the thing? Everyone's guilty. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to kill them all. She's going to kill them all. Kill them or fuck them. Especially the blondes. Fuck them. Yeah. Blondes. They don't know what the hell. They get overrated blondes. <laughs> but I don't know. Jesus. Uh, and, and, then, and then it's uh, like, I like, how about- many more we got? 57. And there's just this, Ugh. there's something wholly just insane about this moment where this redhead woman just like stretches her neck. Yeah. Tuckered out from your executions? <laughs> oh, we got so many more people to line up and kill. Like, Yowzers. It's just so fucked. Like, they're like, yeah. oh, I need a cigarette break as I decide the fates of 57 no, people. I actually, I liked that <laughs> moment from Sam because it felt like, to me, that that struck out as like, I want to walk away from this table. No, for I do like, too. I don't want to fucking look at this joke. shit anymore. <laughs> joke. It's fucking funny. Like, I'll tuckered out, are you, from your... Uh, Death warrants. I was about to say, ooh, my wrist is real tired from signing away the lives of dozens of people. <laughs> hey, look, my pen ran out of ink. <laughs> Woe is me. Tough, tough work, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> hard being government. <laughs> are we getting overtime for that? What did Zarek say? <laughs> Good luck. Hey, Zarek, if we kill more than the required 45, are we going to get like time and a half? Or mm. Yeah, exactly. You know, what are we doing here? You get 60 and I'll see a promotion in it for you, Saul. <laughs> but I like this. Uh, I like Ty's. Most of these fracks are so guilty. What's he saying? They're, they stink or something? <laughs> I can't remember the exact line, yeah. Yeah. He says, most of these fracks are so guilty they stink. And that's when um, he's like, I could get through 50 of these in an hour. And that Ty casual, that flippancy Whoa. pisses Ty off. Yeah. And I'm glad it did. Oh, man. You, oh, I love it. Just rams his head. You think we're a bunch of thugs? We're not going to kill people because we thought they were guilty. We yeah. killed them because there's evidence. Right. That's the key. I love it. Ooh. He was convicted by this circle. That is justice. You got it? Justice. Justice. <laughs> Hard justice. Why well, a fucking shitty Vigo. <laughs> He's like, look, I still like you, Connor. You're an all right dude. You're a stand-up guy. <laughs> Every once in a while, I got to ram your head in your table to straighten you out. 
You know, I can't, I can't decide whether I want to call him uh, shitty Vigo or clean Daryl. <laughs> kind of could go out of the way there. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Danny in the chat. Is this in a union contract? <laughs> Wait, I got I got to refer to my secret killers union contract and uh, bring up point article nine. I got to tell you real quick here, though, dudes. Uh, it looks like our union contract's only for fifty five. So that said, I'm gonna go ahead and need double time. I'm gonna have to talk to my shop steward. And see if I can get overtime pay for this and maybe an extra floater. I need an extra floater around the holidays on account of me being such a nice guy. I want to I wanna play with my kids around Christmas after killing 57. <laughs> and I ain't going to double up on people. Separate executions, you stop paying me the same for two. I tell you, last time we airlocked a guy, I got real, a real draft. I ended up with the influenza and missed three weeks of work. <laughs> had real dry knuckles for a couple I, I days. I had a little sniffle, was out six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Good God. I just punched in from home, though, you know. Got paid on account <laughs> of my che- illness. <laughs> Could check some emails, <laughs> order stamps. <laughs> you know, and then get back to the I gym. ordered up that real nice photo paper they print out their execution death list on, you know. Amazon, Amazon <laughs> has the two-day real nice. Heavy it's stock got the two-day special on it, you know. On account of my influenza virus, I'm out for 17 weeks. <laughs> you know this this kind of stock we got is you know it's really not going to get dampened by their tears of anguish before they're <laughs> shot into the vacuous space. Yeah, that's the good news. These will hang up. We'll, these are real nice. They'll hang up real nice in our hall of justice. <laughs> and we'll put a sign warning all who collaborate go out the airlock I could probably <laughs> airlocks order airlocks for collaborators airlocks for collaborators I could probably order a big sign and have it sent in we can hang it up yeah. <laughs> this guy's awesome by the way <laughs> Man, if you're gonna get executed you'd be, you'd be begging for it after talking to him for a little while Siri <laughs> so like just gonna hit the switch fuck <laughs> Uh, and you can still hear the union guy behind the glass like, why is going to get He's like, hit it, hit the button, please. <laughs> Sweet oblivion of space, take me. Before I have to listen to this fucking guy again. <clears throat> but anyway, this is where, uh, this is where, uh, <laughs> in fact, I had to cut corners off all this paper. I need more vacation days. Funny story about that. That was a joke about how they had to cut corners on the budget. <laughs> Cutting corners on the paper. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was like a little inside joke. Funny he says <laughs> that. And may, Dan, Dan maybe knows that. I don't know. But I, I feel like I've read that or come up. I'm before. pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure we talked about that back on season one, you know, 15 years ago. <laughs> back, back, back when we were young. <laughs> when our kids were still in high school. <laughs> well, Gata comes up. Ah, oh, dude, this is a brutal, brutal moment. He was chief of staff to Guy Baltar, and that alone is enough to convict him. Is it? <laughs> I don't want to do this. You think I like it? I mean, yeah. a little bit. Kind of gets me hard, but... <laughs> Anders is like, we don't have any hard evidence. And this is where we see, you know, 
humanity shining through a bit. <laughs> right. Thank God. <laughs> but he calls Gator the Jesus. brains, right? He's, I, I think what Ty's going off of here is him knowing what kind of officer Gator was. And if Gator was working for Baltar, then he can only assume the, the dreadful efficiency in which he helped guys Baltar run his operation. I think, I yeah. think that's all we really have to go on. It's a, it's a safe assumption, but it's still not enough. Yeah, it's still a very much so a loaded assumption. But I think you're right. I think that is how Ty thinks of like, I know Gaeta is smart and competent, and if he's under pressure, he can still perform the job. And if he needed to do these things to save his skin, he was probably a very efficient operator in putting together what the, the Cylons and Gaius asked him to do. Right. In, know, it's they, a, in a way, it's like it's his competency that dooms him in, in Saul's eyes. You're right. It, it's funny. They talk about the execution order of Cali. It's all circumstantial. Andrew says, we don't know what Gata did or didn't do when he saw this, right? He's talking sense. <laughs> and um, he's like, look, we're not going to, she's like, he's guilty. And, you know, guilty c- goes around the table. And um, the question of the innocence of guilt of Felix Gata, he brings it up. Right. It's been called. Circle will vote. And they start voting. They do. And, the, you know, the big moment to the big thing that leads a lot of them to, to saying he's guilty is when I guess there's a picture of Gata holding the death list. And they're like, well, see, look, he had the list that had Callie's name on it. So there you go. And you know, that's I, when Andrew says, we don't know what he did when he got it. Exactly. Exactly. And I was so glad somebody piped up to say that because there's so often where people will take two things, just the association of those oh two God. things. They're like, oh, well, see, there they are in the same picture, so that's that. And it's like, dude, you don't know what those things mean together or what, what anybody right. intended or wanted or actually did with these things. You just have a picture of them standing there together. I'll tell you, I, I will spare us this, uh, this shit because somehow it's been politicized, I guess, because of a hat. So I don't want to go too far into this. But I'll tell you, man, I think it's important. Anything you see on the internet, I, I now have a policy because I, I was like, I kind of had a particular stance on something and then I watched a fucking 30-minute actual footage of the whole thing. Actually, it's more like an hour. And I was like, man, this is a real fucked up moment for a bunch of people involved in this thing. Um, and I was like, so I have a new policy. Like, I'm not, if I see a video... I need to see the 10 minutes at least before surrounding video, and then yeah. the 10 minutes after, because this is fucking ridiculous now. Cause now I was, I was like kind of mad at myself. I was like, I kind of was like, fuck that person. I hope he gets an elbow in the face. And then I was like, wait a second, this is, this is a little different when you watch all of it. Right. <laughs> so I was like, I have a new policy where I'm like, I don't, you know, and I'm not for the, for the record. I don't, I don't think there's much innocence in any of that whole thing that I'm shadily talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot that. of fucking idiots involved in that whole thing. But I, but I have a policy. I'm like, you know what? Going forward, no, I'm not. I'm not commenting on quick link videos that people send or post on fucking social media. Nope, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just gonna Same. go. Okay, yeah. whatever. First of all, I don't know if I'm gonna watch because I don't know if it's gonna do anything to help anybody anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and if I do, I'm gonna say, okay, what 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 happened before this? What happened after this? Unless it's pretty obvious, you know, like guy walks up and shoots guy in the face. Okay. And you're like, mm, I think this yeah. is the aggressor. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty clear what happened here, but I don't know. Maybe he fucking shot his wife in the face 10 minutes ago. I, again, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to fucking, no, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not going to be manipulated and duped by the fucking media. And I don't even mean big media. I mean tiny media. I mean the independent fuck face in the street who's like, ooh, let me get this and fuck. Yeah, now we got everybody thinking the wrong shit. 
or the no, right shit as far as I'm concerned. You know, fuck all that. I'm done. I'm done right. getting manipulated by these cunts. Oof. Sorry. Oof. So no, I guess but, that's, I, but that's my point, right? We yeah. don't, like, like Gata, he's holding the list. What, what, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, so what? We don't like, know what he's doing with There's lots with of it. pictures of people holding guns. You don't know what they did with them. For all you know, they're unloaded. Right. Like, and by the what way, Cali got away. So how yeah. do you know that didn't come from Gata? Exactly. And to be honest, one of the only things, and it didn't really bother me, but I, I had the thought a couple times throughout this episode where I'm like, why hasn't anybody talked about the dead drops? Like, why isn't that not coming up? Like, <laughs> we had a secret source this whole fucking time that literally plugged you into Adama and the rest of the fleet and got the fucking insurrection off the ground and got this all going. That seems pretty crucial, guys. Somebody was on the inside giving you info. Some One of these collaborators was that guy, if not a couple of them. You would probably think that they've... And, and so I totally agree with you. Is it possible that they probably already discussed it but no, because of the way Chief reacts. Because you'd almost think like, we don't want to offer that to anybody because if they didn't, they weren't the one, how right. would they know? We want them to offer to us because then we'll know. But, you know it would be the perfect, kind of like, have you ever seen the movie um, uh, Marathon Man with Dustin Hoffman? Hell yeah, dude. Dude, like that scene, I mean, it's horrible, but where that, that the torturer <sighs> is like, is it safe? And he's like, what? And he's like, is it safe? And he just asks him that question, which unless you know exactly what he is talking about, you have no idea what to say to it. I feel like a great interrogation for, for that would be to every single person who you put in the airlock and after all the evidence is presented and all, it's all said and done, you still kneel down in front of them and say, yellow dog bowl, and just see what they do. Sure. And if they're just like, what? And you're like, okay, it wasn't you. If, or if they're like, wait, yeah, the yellow dog bowl, I, yeah, I did that. You know, it's like, that would be enough to provoke recognition. I'm like, just say that. Just say that. Somebody knows. Yeah, Ugh, drives me crazy. You want to talk about... Uh... Oh, well, they decided that they were going to kill him, by the way. Did we... I don't think we got to that, did we? Well, isn't it Anders? Anders backs out, doesn't even give him a vote. He's just oh, like, I'm done. I, I need a sixth. And, and, and Ty actually relents. And he's yeah. like, okay, we'll need, we need a sixth. Dude, you know what that strikes me of? And I, and I still love Ty, but it's one of those moments Politics. of abdicating morality for the sake of like policy. Of like, yeah, yeah, sure, you're right. Well, we got to have the full six, and, that, and then you'll go along with whatever we fucking say. As long as we stick to that little rule, kind of justifies us. And I'm yep. like, ooh, that's a little dark, man. It's <laughs> yep. a pretty dark way to think and feel. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, to be honest, I like Anders more and more. Uh, I really do. And He's I like cool. him kind of being like, dude, this is, this is starting to feel like death squad shit, just like them. And I'm not into it. I didn't sign up for this. I want the war to be fucking over. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of feel you, man. I kind of feel you on that. All right. Let's get back to Baltar and Deanna. Mm. Dude, Deanna is deadly. <laughs> <laughs> the way she waltzes in, I mean, she is on the hunt, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I, love, I love that he's intimidated by the whole fucking thing. It's great. Because absolutely. she's obviously beautiful and formidable as hell. And the way she, <laughs> she's such, <laughs> ah, she's just good here. She's just good acting. She I like the, I love the physicality of the woman. She's always been a great physical actor. But, you know, the little, it starts with the little finger brush on his finger, the way she sits on the couch, the way her posture is towards him, very inviting, leaning into towards him. He gets up. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Absolutely. 
<laughs> Dude, what's so great about it is again, it's one of those just She's total... just so slick. She's just right. She's um there's a there's a there's a a, a grace to her that's quite fetching. Oh, absolutely. But I love how it's like a total swapping of expectations. Like this sexy ass woman comes in in this sexy ass dress and is sitting down right next to you. And Gaius's very understandable response is like, like I don't fucking know what you're planning or what you're doing. And you are a Cylon, so you're capable of just grabbing my head and tearing it off my shoulders. Like, I don't know what the hell you guys want from me. You're terrifying, <clears throat> even though you look hot as shit. His uh, eyes just say it all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. Not having it. <laughs> yeah. And he finds out he's only been there three days. So it didn't take, I guess, Zarek long to exercise his power. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, his, his one big card at this point that he does bring up is like, well, I gave you the baby. Yeah, yeah, I for sure. you. For sure. And it's interesting to find out that all of the Cylons actually did vote in favor of Gaius. Of mm-hmm. like, all right, he is useful, he is valuable, he helped us, except for the sixes. Mm. They're the holdout vote. But you're like, dude, you are fucked. If there is a Cylon <laughs> that knows your ass in and out, it is the six model. Right. Oh, and That probably explains Deanna's behavior. Totally. She's like, okay, <laughs> you don't have any friends anymore. <laughs> you, don't, you don't got no friends over here. Yeah, three in favor being three against. So three, four, three against with one model still undecided. And that's the sixes. That's, that's how it went down. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's a tie, and a tie rests with the sixes. With the sixes, yeah. They're the deciding vote. <laughs> oh, boy. Not great. <laughs> Not great for a poor guy. <laughs> Dude, what a horrible holiday six he woke up in. <laughs> Motel six. <laughs> Fresh bathrobes are great. You get a hot woman in there, but she might kill you. You don't know what the fuck she's doing. Uh, The wall is a glowing red line. It's not great. So there's a line in here that is crazy, and that's we go back to the Galactica, and Lee reports to Bill that we're seeing a a rash of missing persons. And then Adam says, we'll have thousands on the planet. Fuck, man. What's up with them? Dude, God, either Bummer. they are run right? faster. Oh, either they are just all fucking. Because you can't go back. There's got to no. be base star there, right? Totally. Uh, I mean, Oof. there's just no going back. Uh, and I mean, that'd I'm, be like, a good. That'd mind, be a good little uh, side episode, huh? <laughs> totally. People still on the ground. Fuck, that would be good. Um, but no, like, and I'm, I'm thinking best case scenario, they are able to still like the, the, the Cylon forces have left and there are survivors and they can just kind of eke out a, an existence on that planet. And, and, you know, I don't know, farm, <laughs> I guess that's like Shit, best case scenario there. Um, and this is the, I like, I like that we see the missing persons thing coming up and we're learning that there's 13 missing. I mean, what does that mean? That's that's insane. They've killed 13 people so far. Fuck, man. And, and these are people who are like back aboard the ship, probably back to work doing jobs among the ship. Well, well, and not just the ship, two from Galactica, and that's what I like about this. Yeah. I mean, they're they are extending their reach into the fleet to find these people. Oh yeah. And see that's what's interesting too. It shows that their their resistance network is still even though it's all spread out among the fleet again, they are still very much in contact. Like uh, when they're talking mm. that one woman they sentenced before they bring up Gata, they're like, "All right, we'll have our guys aboard the uh, Monarch get her." 
Yeah. And it's like, whoa. Like they're not even this tr- this jury doesn't even have to go get her. They have other people in place who will airlock her out of that ship. Mm, for sure, Fuck, man. Fuck. That's intense. They are all like that's a real again, when we've talked before about these divides among the fleet, this is a pretty major one that your resistance forces who, you know, were were absolutely crucial to to getting everybody off the ground of New Caprica, now that they're here and among the fleet, they're kind of it's almost like it's like how political parties happen, where it's like these people have a very strong set belief that it might be very different from the rest of uh, the regular people among the fleet. And now you kind of have this line forming between all of the former resistance fighters and the way they talk and communicate and the shit they want to get done versus everybody else. Mm. That stuff gets out of hand mm-hmm. absolutely uh, you know it occurred to me that I, I said this line in a prior episode so I spoiled it a little but the keep jumping line keep jumping <laughs> I said it in an earlier episode because I thought he had already said it to him Ooh, damn whoops he is, he is I've dropped half so a stone harsh. keep jumping <laughs> keep jumping dude tubby Stones, fucking Brits. <laughs> fucking Brits. What is with this culture? We don't have corners on our paper. We say <clears throat> frack, and we still measure things by stones. Also, <laughs> this new this new viper is seventy hands long. And instead of and instead oh, of fuck. announcing a general quarters alarm, you say action stations. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> True. True. That's cool. That's a British thing too. I was oh, reading that, about that. That one I'll take. That's solid. yeah. That sounds awesome. Action sounds stations. Set cool. condition one throughout the fleet. Um, so Kara Thrace. Good old Kara. Cool tattoo, by the way. Yeah, I noticed uh, Sam has the same one. Oh, I never noticed that Yep, they sure do. Did they, is that something they did together? Did she, or did, I feel like that's a tattoo she's mm. had for a while, but I could be No, wrong no, that. that's something they that's did together newer. probably in that year. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> they never really address it, which is cool. You just see them, I like that. They don't need that's a big cool. fucking explanation. Yeah, I dig it. It's really cool. But, um, man, Gata. You know what I like about Gata? What? He could be eating in his quarter somewhere. Totally. That's He's like, point, fuck man. you. I'm going to the goddamn mess hall. I'm going to eat my... I, cause, like, that's, dude, such that's, a, that, that's such a... Let's be real. That's a big dick move. That's, a, that's some big dick energy, for sure. It really, it really is. is. You got to give it to him there. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, I like how it's... It, it's both stubborn and it's also like, fuck you, I earned this. Like, I know what I did. I have mm-hmm. been a, a committed officer aboard this ship fighting the Cylons for a long time. And I was fucking integral to getting all of us free and off the ground. Like, I know what I did. I don't fucking care what you guys think I did. I'm like, man, it's kind of kick ass, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of is. Gotta yep. say it. Yeah. Boy, how harsh is it, too, that. Kara coming over and sitting by him, seemingly reaching out the olive branch mm. and being like, so kind of like how you sat by the uh, the hit under the skirt of Baltar and <laughs> carried out all his orders. Yeah, man. it's, uh, it's She's got an axe to grind. She likes this. Oh, yeah. She likes this conflict. Totally. And, um, you know, like the crowd gets a bit menacing and a couple people are smiling, but a lot of people aren't, uh, oh, including... Yeah. What's your name there? Celix, is it? Oh, is it? I think that's her name. She's eyeing him, the target. But uh, yeah, I like I like the move by him to do what he did and to say, look, I was doing the best I could. And and she's like, by propping up Baltar while the silence walked all over us, what does that even mean? That's a non-sentence. 
right? And see, I'm so glad. It drives me crazy in shows or in movies where, where, where characters don't do this, and I'm so glad Gata does it here because he, he could have just stuck with what he said of like, well, I did everything I could. I still tried to help the resistance, <laughs> and that's it. And that's so fucking vague and undefined. Like, okay, so what does that mean? You felt bad while you did stuff? Like, mm-hmm. what does that mean? I like how he goes down the list of, I fed information. There was a dead drop that I used. It was a yellow dog bowl that I gave information to resistance every single time. I you know held things up. I got lists out there mm-hmm. to you guys. Like, naming things he did. I'm like, good. <laughs> yeah, and when That's she presses him, he's like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. I worked yeah. from the inside. That's what I did. That's it. That's what I could do. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, a good scene here between Baltar and Six. Good stuff out of uh, out of both of these actors. Really good stuff here. James, yeah, James Callis and Trisha Helfer kind of crushed this scene. But dude, when when he is opening his eyes and the vision is still blurry, yeah. her eyes look terrifying when they're out of focus for a second there. I it know. looks like a fucking ghost with black holes for eyes. <laughs> oh, it's creepy, man. Yep. Whatever feelings I had for you have to stop. <sighs> Not good when you're on a Cylon base star and this is your only Cylon friend. Yeah, well, let's 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 indulge ourselves in what they're thinking for just a minute, or her specifically, as much as we can. And that's, damn, man, we just got fucking smashed off the planet. And I I don't know, like that, that's, you know, when it rains, it fucking pours, right? That's the thing. Mm -hmm. When, when, (laughs) when, when things are going bad, you start to just think of everything else that you're like, no, I I gotta, you know, it's like, I gotta clean the whole fucking house. I can't just clean this room. Totally. And that's what she's feeling right here with that dumb analogy. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, um, you know, if you've ever worked in a business where if something's going, if the business is doing poorly, let's say sales are down, for example, then suddenly, you know, where people have been eating their lunch and how they've been handling the refrigerator suddenly is a concern to everybody. Right. I got to fix all these little things. Ah. Correct. Because they all think it's going to roll up into the main problem, which is all these little things have gotten out of order. Thus, the bottom line is failing. So we need to, and I get it. Like, I get that mentality. That's kind of like what's happening here. She's like, wait a minute. How are we here? How did this happen? I got to reevaluate everything. Totally. And she talks about how she lost sight. I lost sight. I'm a Cylon. No, not even I'm a Cylon. I liked how she said it. I'm Cylon. I'm a Cylon. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> and he says, you're a real person. A woman. <laughs> and I'm the only person who can make it better. And you're in love with me. And it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> like when he's like, and you need me. And he's like, and I need you. I should have led with, I need you. <laughs> I should have led with that. Oops. Uh, this is good stuff. Because <laughs> he has... Uh, she plays it so well. <clears throat> oh, yeah. He has such an effect on her. And I like how she plays it like, no, you don't, but you do. I mean, that's totally. really good acting. Absolutely. Like, you can see through the facade she's trying to put C- on. Correct, her. correct. That's, uh, that's real acting in that moment, right? For, oh, absolutely. It's, it's easy to just be like, okay, <laughs> act like you're acting this way. In this, you almost feel like, She's hurt and still hurt, but you can still see the feeling there. I mean, it's possible I have confirmation bias because I kind of see what's happening. I, I, I know why I can, you can see it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. it's cool. It's just, it's, it's, it's impressive. I like the scene a lot. 
<laughs> and I need you too. <laughs> Did you hear me? Whoops. Oh, oops. Yeah. Should have started with that. <laughs> whether, whether Cylon or human, always a bad thing to say <laughs> to a woman. <laughs> you need me. I mean, also I need you, but <laughs> not, a, not a bad move. Even yep. a genius fucks that up. Indeed. Probably not much of a long-term relationship manager, this guy. That is He's not sure how to true. do it. <laughs> really good on cleaning up at the uh, the cocktail bar, but... Yep. Uh, <laughs> we get back to the thing, and Ty says, look, this is not about settling scores. This is a jury. You know? <laughs> it's a jury. Right. And it's essentially them asking Starbuck if she wants in. I love Starbucks first, her face. Like her eyes are like, are you guys fucking serious right now? Right. And her, and her first question, uh, yeah, but none of this is legal, right? Like <laughs> this can't be legal what we're fucking doing. But when they hand her the death list, I mean, that's a, that's a bucket of cold water in the face. Yeah. <laughs> in the chat, Elzar, it's a jury. Now let's settle some scores. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's perfect. Hey, it's a jury. We're here to dis- dish out justice. Now let's settle the score with all these fucks we don't like. <laughs> but they hand her the, the, the execution list, and the names are on the list. Boy. And um, it comes up with Gata did, do, did nothing about it. That's a big jump. Really is. There's a lot of equivocation there. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. And Chief keeps that in mind. We have no idea knowing what Gata did or didn't do when Co- he saw that Correct. List. That's so you know. huge. And he keeps that in mind. He says it. And I'm sure if Anders were there, he'd be saying the same shit. Right, but he's but, like, fuck this shit. It's a good thing he bailed before she got there, or he probably would have had a fist fight with somebody. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I could see dude. him not, not reacting kindly to Ty in this case, but... You know. And you see what's so what's so dark and implicit here is that Ty reached out to Kara to bring her on. To love this. it, no, which I both love because I'm like he. There's an affinity there, and he, because he knows he her. her, he knows but, her. he knows her, and he also knows that she has just as much of a hard on for fucking basically revenge as mm-hmm. he does. Yeah, like yeah, or justice as he guilty. would say. As yeah, justice, rejustice. <laughs> but um. And we know that they've had a good relationship as of late, right? We I remember exactly. this was played out in Exodus 1 and 2. Oh, no, no, before that, Occupation. Yeah, yeah, no, they'd already been on good terms. Yep. Andrews comes back in. He's like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's so small, but I laughed so hard. Anders walks in, and Ty is the first person to say something to him. He's Get out of here, Sam. Get out of here. Ah, fucking ruining our murder party. Get out of here. You already have your vote, he says to her. <laughs> ah, you're going to want to hear all sides and presume innocence like a big old pussy. <laughs> We're at war. Um, <clears throat> I quit because I'm not looking for ways to keep killing people. Oh, that's good. I really like Andrews, man. <laughs> I great really here. like him. I I'm need this, Sam. What does that mean? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Which he kind of says, means... but he says throwing people out of it is not going to make you feel better about yourself. Exactly. Ah, oh, it's such a good moment here, mm. like, and that's such a true admittance of like, I need this. I need to lash out at some of these fucks. I have to get it out of me. That's what she's really saying. Yep. 
And he's right. It ain't going to make her feel better. Nope. He's, he's, and hell, he's watched it personally a couple times now of like, it's, hey, I've watched these guys get blasted out the door and right afterward, yeah, we're still feeling shitty. <laughs> we're all still feeling <laughs> shitty about it. It's not like it's all wiped away. He doesn't want to say he's guilty because Gate is such a good guy. <laughs> right, Chief. Everyone likes Gator. Let's <laughs> let him off the hook. Let's just look the other way on this one. Oh, dude, he's so grizzled. Oh. <laughs> With that one eye. God damn. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's just like that tape over it. Get a patch, you animal. <laughs> it's more grizzled if it's just that goddamn, you know, uh, gauze, whatever the hell they call that shit. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but, dude, what a moment here when he, when he, Busts it out where oh Ty is like, you know, they they have to pay for the choices they made down there, choices they made on New Caprica, you know, like my wife. That's right, <sighs> Ellen collaborated. So I fucking killed her for it. And so, like, that's to, right. To, he says that because there is no way in hell anybody in that room now is going to be like, well, isn't this too steep of a price to pay for somebody? And he's like, I fucking killed my wife for this. You can kill this guy. Yep. That's the Oof. price of collaborating with the enemy, and I liked her a lot more than Gaeta. <sighs> Boy. That's uh, <laughs> like, what do you say to that? Like, what do you, I mean, it's not, he's not completely right. It's not like that washes away. Oh, okay. Well, because of that, now we have to presume these guys are all guilty. Like, of course not. But at the same time, fuck, what do you say to that? That's one of those moments where you go, wow, maybe, uh, maybe we're a little too deep. <laughs> maybe we're a little <laughs> far down the old revenge path here Oof. it's justice <laughs> god damn it quit saying revenge that's what <laughs> I would say to you but um whew. I'm in a different place now when she says that his reaction is priceless <laughs> he's just like the way he looks away he's like oh for fuck's sake it's the, oh, this man. is the breakup are you breaking up with me yeah totally. it's not you it's me <laughs> I just need to pursue my dreams of murdering 57 people. <laughs> They're just pieces of Cylon collaborating shit. I like the, uh, you know, it's kind of poetry, but she says it's like someone painted the world in different colors since, since her time, and I like that. It's yeah. fucking dark, man. And I just want to hurt someone, and it might as well be you. Great. Basically saying, in truth saying, I, wanna, I just want to By the way, I want to tear anyone. your eyes out just for looking at me. There's that one. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she probably had that thought thinking about Leoben. I'm like, I wish I could have just pushed my thumbs into his fucking eyes. I, there's a lot of stuff I wanted to do to Leoben. Um, yep. but yeah, she wants to hurt people. She like, she wants, and I mean, I, I think this also comes down to her being just like Ty, like a fucking soldier. You're like, I was terribly wronged. All of my friends and, and, and loved ones were wronged. What do I know how to do about this? Fucking get after him. Like, get after him. Get him. Like, that's what I know how to do. And if I, if I can't even do that, then I'm just going to, like, be crushed under my own, like, guilt and shame. Mm. Yeah. And, like, go and get the people who did you wrong. You go, girl. He cannot look at you. How dare a man look at you? <laughs> how dare your husband? How dare, how dare your man look at, leering at you? Ugh. Rip his fucking eyeballs out. That's a measured response. Tear out his pupils. Rake your nails across his cornea and blind him forever for daring to look at you. Is this woman going to do a podcast with the uh, the union guy? I think that would be an interesting dynamic. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, G. 
just Boy, don't want to get in the way when she starts with the ranting. You know what I? You know what I always say, me and Joe. Happy wife is a happy life. <laughs> I let her claw my eyes out sometimes. You know what I mean. <laughs> I don't want to step on nobody's toes. I'm basically made out of jelly. <laughs> I just got you try and punch me. I just slip and slide around <laughs> your hand. <laughs> I can always just wibbly wobble down a drain if I got to. Sometimes I try to put ethics on top of my body and they just melt right through onto the floor. <laughs> Big pile of ethics books just go through my gelatinous body and plop on the floor like a sack of shit. Give me the mic. Staring is rape. <laughs> Claw his eyes out. Cast rape. Jesus. <laughs> what are we talking about? Here? I don't know. But Gator's getting hauled off to die. You want to talk about that? Ooh, boy. Baltar signed death warrants, organized murder squads. Gaita's gotta die. <laughs> He's walking down the street, just reading his reports, gets a punch in the belly. By the way, get a haircut, Gaita. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, we didn't talk about, I think this is, a, before we go by, a big moment where, you know, she does say all that to, to Anders, Kara does, and she's like, I just want to hurt somebody, yep. and might as well be you, and I, I, I don't want intimacy from anyone, basically. Kind of making it sound like this is over. Uh, and he's like, you remember this? You know, this thing you gave me? You know, he gives her her dog right. tag back. Like, this piece of hope, you know, looking forward to you being your return. I don't need it anymore, you know, if you're not going to, you know, try and make this work and, and be with me. And she pulls him back and she kisses him. So I, I actually, I was really worried in the scene. I was like, fuck, is Kara really going to sabotage her own relationship because she's just so pissed off at this? I'm like, that is truly beginning a downward spiral that I'm like, fuck, I don't know how she's going to get out of that. Mm. Like, we, we're going to see a dark path for poor Kara. But her grabbing him and pulling him back and, and looking like she wants to make things work, go forward, made me, made me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Feel better. For sure. Um. Gata, on your knees. Ooh, dude, <clears throat> brutal. Shove a fucking thing into his mouth, duct tape him. I'm not going to lie, if I'm him, I'm like, oh, God, thank God a chief is here. Yeah? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. With some fucking reason to him. Seriously, somebody you at least know and trust, not these other scary assholes. I'd be like, well, Ty, that's a wash, Starbuck. Like, that's a like tough if my one. To- on, if, <laughs> if there's any head on a chopping block and Ty can reach an axe, he's just going to chop it. Like, Fuck. Yeah, I, oh, I'm God. putting all my attention on the chief on this one. Totally. Totally. I, I like look at him only. I'm like, okay, so let's talk. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. This, is, this is good shit out of, out, of, uh, out of him, by the way. I love it. Mm. Now's the time. Yep. Yes. So this is where he's talking about Baltar's skirt, and then he's like, "What's the point?" Whenever he says that, it's so rad. Pretty gangster. Pretty gangster. I already tried to explain it. Obviously, he's scared. Who wouldn't be? Yeah. And he says, "I'm not going to beg." Also gangster, but also like, please don't die. Just to be cool. You know what? (laughs) Chili told me in the joint. He told me your father begged. (laughs) Your father Begged. begged. The way he does it in the movie, he's begged and there's a long pause and he says it again. I laugh every time. Batman, the first Batman movie. He's like, Chili told me, Chili, Ch- Chili said that your father begged. Begged. <laughs> Just to like turn the knife and fucking Bruce Wayne. I love it. So evil. Yep. <laughs> what do you think uh, of Kara yelling, beg, beg, beg? 
I fucking love it. Me too. <laughs> to she, wa- she she wants him. She doesn't want to kill him. No, she she definitely doesn't. And she has the knowledge that specific evidence that he had listed for her that nobody else has heard. And I, I think she does genuinely just get enraged here of like, you are not going to fucking stand up for the truth in your own life when you know what you did. I think that just pisses her off. Yep. <laughs> She's like, then fine, beg, beg for it then. Because I know you didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think, I got a question for you. Do you think she voted guilty just to, to get Gata there in front of all of them and, and get out this moment of truth maybe? Do you think she had a little more belief in him than she let on? I think yeah, that's a really good question. I, 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 it's again, we can only indulge in speculation, but totally. you know, I, I think that she has an axe to grind and she's mad. And I think she in the mess hall started in on Gata and was pissed off about it, and really continued to ride that wave up to this moment, and and started to maybe have second thoughts. And there's part of me when she's yelling, "Beg, beg, beg!" I think. I think she's hoping. I mean, she's actually saying what he said back, and um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a it's a tough read here. I don't know if there's definitely this isn't like a farce. This isn't, in other words, I don't think there's any strategy involved in what she's doing or any foresight at all. I think yeah, she's just kind of riding an emotional wave the whole time, and uh, and who's to say what's going through her head in this moment? But but part of me thinks she's saying beg because she kind of wants him to and part of her doesn't want to just fucking kill the guy. Hmm. Yeah. But he's so like, good here. I, by the way, fucking when Chief realizes it and just steamrolls everyone out the fucking way. Oh, I love it. It's, I, he, he's like, back off, you fucks. Yeah, he literally says, back up, lady, to Kara, shoving her away. <laughs> I yeah. mean. What did you say? What did you say? Yeah, he pushes her hard. It's when she says dog bowl. She's like, well, tell, mm-hmm. him about the, tell him about the information, Lee. Tell him about the dog bowl. And he, he, he's walking away a little bit from the group, and he hears it, turns around, runs back in there, pushing everybody out of the way. What did you, you say? Dog bowl? Dog bowl? And, and he starts it, to give the story. Now, dog bowl. I don't story? know, man. There's shots of Kara, and Kara doesn't look thrilled about this. So maybe she did want him to beg and die. Hmm. Yeah. I can't tell. But it's I mean, tough to say, right? At the end of the day, she is like, Chief, what are you doing when he's untying him? Mm-hmm. She definitely wants her murder catharsis, that's for sure. Yeah, man. He's, re- he's the reason we know about the... He's the reason we saved Callie, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, the reaction shows... By the way, I love the look on Ty's face. Oh, yeah. Do you know why? I think it why? says a lot. I think uh, Ty is... Is really realizing in a moment almost the error of his way. Right. right. I mean, Chief's face with the hands on his face is terrific. But Ty has this moment where he kind of like cocks his head like, whoa. In the way they all just drift away, it makes perfect sense to me. It's so good. I mean, they they all- nobody knows what to really say. No, because they're all feeling the same thing. And and, and they're all feeling it differently. Like, holy shit, we almost killed that guy. Yeah. For For nothing. Right. For helping us. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That, I mean, that is that reality check this fucking secret tribunal shit has needed from the beginning. Oh, that was good, man. That's a great it's moment. Great. It's, that, really they, great. They, they, it's not a discussion. It's not, there's nothing to discuss. And, and to, to put dialogue here is injustice. And I'm just glad they decided everyone just has these different reactions and they all just walk away. I did what I could. 
I don't know what else I could have done. And yep. he walks away first. Also, big dick move. <laughs> like, totally big dick be move. Like, See ya. I'm done. We're done here. Mm. And you know also what's cool about Gaeta is, I mean, I'm sure he'll have his, in the back of his mind his own changes of feelings about some of these people, but he's not going to treat them differently. Mm-mm. No, like he 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 knows that they're mad, and he understands why they're mad. That's why yeah. he was so fucking mad at Gaius. Why he was pointing a gun at him. I was going to ask you that is a that was a question for you this week in the listener comments, and um, and I'm actually glad you you just brought that up. Uh, let me let me grab it because it's relevant right now, actually. Perfect. And it was blah, 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 only five. There's only a few here. Let's see um, who said it. A thought-provoking question for Matthew this week would be the following. I'm, sh- I'm sure by now you've spent a good bit of time on the podcast coverage discussing the season involving Baltar. If you haven't already covered the specific thought, what do you think the future holds for... Oh, never mind. I thought he was asking... I fucked that up. I thought he was asking about what do you think of Gaeta mixing with the crew going forward. But that's, I guess, what we can talk about now. Okay, read you- that last part again. You kind of broke up a little bit. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, the um, the The... the the reading is irrelevant because he's asking about Gaius, not not Gaeta. But let's talk about Gaeta going forward. Like you said, you you kind of have a take on it. I want to hear it. I kind of interrupted you there because I thought the email was about what you were saying. Right. Well, for me, I mean, and of course, I don't know. I'm only speculating. But I, my, I guess, take on Gaeta is that he is the person who will try to just move on and not right. treat them differently and, and try to just be a member of the crew and do his fucking job. Do you like think he do you think is that this, kind of person? Do you think going forward that this has been put to rest for good? Uh, from his accusers? Uh, maybe for him, personal for this individual case. I think for the, him, the yeah, whole, but but no, I'm saying do you think the other for people, collaborators, yeah. Like no, no, collaborators no, no, no. collaborators okay. view of Baltar. Do you think it is now oh, put to oh, bed? No, definitely not. Definitely you think there'll still be uh-huh. ill will towards Gaeta? Uh, t- towards Gaeta or, or Baltar? I keep saying Baltar. This is fucking so annoying. So- I meant to say Gaeta. <laughs> okay. f- fuck Baltar. We're not talking about Baltar. Okay. <laughs> My fault. Confused. Do you think the col- <laughs> how do you think the collaborators will view Gaeta going forward? Not collaborators. The, the, the fucking people, the survivors. Confusing, um, but okay. No, I think I see what you're saying. Uh, I from I mean, at least the people in this room <laughs> for this revelation, I think they are going to their suspicions will be uh, abated. I think that'll Got be it. done. Um, as far as the rest of the fleet and the other collaborators, I could totally imagine there being some flare up of like, wait, Gate is still alive? The fuck? Because I mean, what's so what sucks about Gate's position um, among somebody else who like was an NCP officer, or whatever those people might still have, have, be able to make the case depending on what they did of like, I was just posted up at a door somewhere. Like that was my job. I never went out on raids. I didn't do anything. I just fucking mm. was a guy at a door. I didn't do shit. And nobody knew them. Like nobody even paid attention to that position. Gata, even if he had done nothing or even if he had collaborated, everybody sees him because he's essentially a public figure. Like he, sure. he's famous. He's essentially famous. I mean, he's like right there under the president. So everybody knows about him. Everybody knows his name. And if he's on that list, I think there might be other collaborators who are still pissed off about this. Got it. And might even start to hold some grudges against these guys for not executing him. I could see that. Got it. I could totally see that. You did it too. You said other collaborators would be pissed. 
Oh my God. I keep fucking saying, God, it is hard. It's hard, right? So it's, it's hard, okay. It's annoying. But I know it is so, so annoying. Resistance. But I, well, insurgents. it's funny because, because I'm thinking these guys are, it, it, when you when you apply the term collaborator in what we're seeing, we're we're never seeing collaborators plural, and I feel like we're watching a group of people collaborating to murder the collaborators. That's why it's <laughs> such a fucking word salad. The collaborating collaborator collaborator is 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 is, is, is a <laughs> malfunction. Plural malfunction. <laughs> but um, <I> <laughs> input dictionary. <laughs> I, I I apologize for for fucking that up. But um, let's uh, let's move on to. Let's move on to the uh, the final scenes here, which is this confrontation with Zarek. Boy, fucking unrepentant Zarek right Holy here. Holy fuck, man. What the hell is this? <sighs> it's all perfectly legal. <laughs> Boy. Zarek. It's perfectly legal. Perfectly legal. You'll Got find a signed executive order on file authorizing a secret jury of six to try sentence the next few people guilty of extraordinary crimes. And dude, I won't lie. There was a moment kind of like midway through this episode, especially when they're talking you know, at the, around the table, looking at pictures and, and the evidence, where I was like, God, did, did Rosalind really sign off on right, this? Is this right. something that like she's involved with? Um, it, I, I was surprised. I was like, God, if she did do this, that's a, that signals a real turn for her. But once Eric is in here, you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. Now this makes more sense. Yeah. Your presidency is a farce. God. He spits some poetry here, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He spits some poetry. They just disappear now in the gray twilight before, between the long night of the occupation and the dawn of a new era. Oof. You come into office clean without blood on your hands. I mean, even she says it's poetic. That's funny. But, I mean... Is there anything can can we try to can we try to advocate for the devil here? Oh, for Zarek? Yeah. Oh, oh, it, hell it, yeah, man! Can we? Can I think we? Can we? Very strong points. He he does right by saying this is not going to be on your hands. Yeah, yeah. It, I get what he's saying, but mm. boy, and to be honest, to me, the most compelling thing he said is is of how how it would be such a big divisive contested circus for months for sure man that this would be just a fucking endless nightmare like this it would just be ongoing and ongoing and ongoing and people pointing fingers and people screaming and like god if they got attacked by the cylons during this i mean like i i feel like the cohesion of the fleet would just be in tatters mm-hmm. i mean like he's got a he has a real point there i feel like to some people they might write that off they might be like oh that's bullshit that stuff doesn't matter you know getting to the truth getting justice and doing it right is all that matters and i'm like i agree with you in principle but again the other and the other big aspect of this show that i feel like we should always remind ourselves of even in every episode just remembering of like it's not this little mini like micro view of civilization and, and watching politics play out among nations, except it's among individuals or whatever. This is the last of the human race. That changes the nature of politics. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm sure there have been countries and empires and civilizations who there have been people in the room talking about matters at hand, knowing that the decisions we make here might end or permanently alter our civilization, our empire, whatever, what have you. But with these people in this room, they're talking about the decisions we're making might affect the cohesion of the literal last human beings known to existence. 
this is it. Like that, that changes the dynamics. Like I, I feel like if this exact situation had happened in a country in our world, fuck you. We're going to take you to the fucking Hague and we're going to have a fucking war trial, uh, you know, tribunal and we're going to fucking press charges on people. And that's that, like that's going to happen. But in this situation, what ends up happening with Roslyn's decision, even, uh, I, I see it like it makes more sense. But I, but before I even get to all of that, I still also see Zarek's point of view of like, you can't let this become some gigantic contested political problem among us because it will consume us. Like that's the word he uses. It will consume all of our attention. It'll pull us apart. We'll have no unity. We'll not, we'll, it won't be all hands on deck. Like everybody's gonna be like, well, fuck them. Cause that ship has 10 collaborators on it. And I fuck that ship. We're not sending them food. Yeah. It's an interesting uh, dilemma. They all find themselves in and, you know, Zarek's a funny guy. I definitely love the character. I think he's interesting for sure. But I also think there are times where he revels in being the creature of the night. And let's see if oh, I can explain yeah. that. Yeah. Do you think I don't? Do you think you know what I'm saying? I I do. Like the the dark operator, the one correct to the, to do the dark. You know, right? I mean, and in the reality, <laughs> he acts like he's putting himself up on the cross, but he just loves it up there. You know those fucking people, mm. right? They're like, oh, I, I do the hard thing that nobody else wants to do. And I go, well, wait a minute. You do like to do the hard thing. And you would do like doing that. So stop pretending otherwise. Do the other thing. Like You like doing the hard thing it, in public in front of everybody for the it's, fucking it, accolades. It's yeah. not even just that. It's like you, you know, it's like you're you're doing the thing, you're doing the thing you're comfortable doing. So there's that. And yeah, I wouldn't be comfortable doing it, or Joe fucking Schmo might not be, but you like you you are enjoying yourself. You this does something for your ego. So don't pretend otherwise. Like, that's what I mean. He wants to be the creature of the fucking night, this guy. That's what he totally. wants to be. Well, that's and, why, and that's then, why and I'm still And then he so... tries to politic it by saying, you know, I've, I've done this for you. And this is where his hubris becomes very apparent, which is he had this false dichotomy set up, which is it's either going to be column A or B. And it was neither. And then she showed a, a different option that he hadn't even have hadn't even considered. Yeah, and that's why, and that's probably why she is where she is. You know, that's that's the position that she has and why she has it. The decision she makes in this moment, um, it gets real ugly because when we say things like politics and votes and quorum of twelves and presidents, we always have to remember, like you just said, and I'm going to try to stated a little i want to riff on it a little and that's the last if not just the last of humanity or comparing it to what if this happens in a country how about a how about everyone in a football stadium yeah that's it that's all you're dealing with and yes when you say the last of humanity that sounds big but it isn't this is not even a sold out stadium okay (laughs) this is politics you're dealing with. And, you know, when you're talking about giant politics, so many people have so many different needs and and there's not a lot of common ground going on with a lot of people across multicultural things and different families and different this and different that. And in this, there's probably a lot more alignment on what people need when it comes to 40,000 people on the run from fucking Cylons, right? So everything's going to be a lot different. And, and I don't know if this is the right call to make in a war in with, between countries when we're dealing with millions, but I think Rosalind does the right thing here, you yeah, know? And, I agree. And, and that's, that's it. You know, 13 people fucking vanished or whatever it was. 
And um, it got shut down. A general pardon was issued. And it is a very unique situation. It kind of sucks. Um, I, and that's what I, I was like arguing. to think about the ramifications of this. Like, what if somebody killed 10 people and they never got to him on the list yet? Right. What about that guy? That fucking guy. And, you know, and that's what I was arguing, you know, even for, for Ellen of like extenuating circumstances that applies sometimes. Like, yes, you are straight up red handed guilty of the crime you're accused of, but because of these circumstances, because of what was being, you know, it's the same, the idea of like, can you really charge somebody with first degree murder for killing someone while they had a gun to their head and to their family's heads? And so with somebody saying, if you don't kill this person, we're killing you and all your, your family. No, they, like, they wouldn't. They charge them with a, a different type of murder or manslaughter. Right. Right. And I you mean, like, I mean? it's just, you can't think of it in the same way just because they did do the black and white thing that they're accused of. Um, but like, but no, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I, I think like, in a, like just the size of the situation changes the nature of it. Like if you're dealing with a population of 7 billion on an entire planet and some horrible shit like this happened, yeah, you have the time and the resources and the consideration to like take these people to trial, these collaborators and, and suss out all the damage they did and deal out uh, punishments appropriately. But when you have this small, not even filling a stadium number of people, you really do have to conserve your resources, AKA people and, and find ways to, to move past it. I mean, like we, we see it on an individual level, even in Anders where he's like, I just want to move beyond this. Like, I don't want to hold grudge. Like that's, that's part of why I loved him in this episode. Like he was a fighter on the ground, getting hurt, fighting in these battles, trying to make this shit happen. And even he's like, I don't want to keep hating people and killing people. I want to be done. I want to be done. We made it. We made it out of there. Can we move on? Right. Right. Yep. I get that. Yeah, man. It's a weird one. It's a weird situation because you have people filling all these roles. Like you, you're, you're going to be a president. Oh, and you're also going to preside over this. Oh, and you're also going to do this. And I know the president wears a lot of hats in, in, in the United States, for example, but like, it's also, it's also one of these, it's so small and intimate and it's like, how do you how do you process this stuff correctly? You know, it's it, it's like when you hear about a crime that happens and you are trying to mount a case for that person, and you're like, "Well, listen, I want to make sure that we have an impartial jury. Can we can we do this in this city and not right in the backyard of the hometown of the fucking local people that were affected by this thing?" That's that you know you know how you know how they do that in law, right? They're like, "Can we can we not try this here?" and Totally. It just Don't gets really, trial, it's yeah. fucking 40,000 people is nothing, dude. That's no people. Nothing. Like that, that's a small town. It's <laughs> crazy. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's why the show is so compelling. It's, I don't, I don't claim to have any of the answers. I think, um, you know, I, I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it, is it possible that those people could have disappeared into the night and, and maybe it, it, it helps maybe, but just make sure you're getting the right people. And that's where it gets dicey. You don't, you know, that's not really a, you got six fucking jabronis who, who just got back and they're like, um, we're just killing people. And what's their expertise? Like, how good are you at criminal investigation? Did you talk to witnesses? Do you know what happened? Was, you know, was the guy who, uh, you know, it's just tough. It's tough to say, you don't know what the evidence is. And it's, it's shown by the way Gata's handled. It's shown by the way they almost fucking killed a guy for nothing. 
or or for the wrong reasons, I guess you could say for for a guy who literally got them off of the planet with his information. <laughs> he did. Yep. I, you could argue they're not getting off without him. Absolutely. Oh, one hundred percent. I would absolutely right. argue that. that that this this thing falls flat, fails. Maybe they do some damage to the Cylon government, but that's it. it mm. Without Gata. Yeah. Yeah, man. For sure. And like you said, you, you got all these other people. What if there are people that were on the NCP and they and they really didn't do anything? They stood at a door and then exactly. and then they, they never really interacted with the the people who were captured. And then, what, they get to get executed too? I mean, what, what does that mean? Where does that end? Where does that stop? Yeah. I was <laughs> the cook messy. making shitty Cylon food. I didn't even know they ate food. Ah, what? You, you cooked for the Cylons. You gave them nutrition so they could fight <laughs> us better. You know, it's like, that's how that shit goes. A slippery and slope, man. And then around the corner comes Sylvester Stallone. Death! Yep, absolutely. Death, you all! Yeah. Fuck. It's queer. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy 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 but Dude. fucking talk compelling it's a great episode man good shit fucking great episode and i i do really love this moment from Roslyn where she's like this i know will not be a popular decision right now mm-hmm. but this is right right what we need <clears throat> to move forward yeah and she's right yeah yeah man it's um it's i think it's the right decision but i also given the circumstances but i also think you, I mean, how does this work going forward? You know, if they had fifty-seven people left to go, do do yeah. we know how what some of those people are responsible for? Who's to know. say, right? I mean, it seemed like the evidence they had gathered up didn't have a lot, man. It was like names and faces, and maybe where they were amongst other NCP positions or mm-hmm. units in a night. Like, yeah, that's like it. I think it, I scant. do. I definitely think it's the right call to put a stop to it. Right. I mean, I'm yeah, thinking about it more and more. Just just because, just because it because it's never going to end, and the wrong person's going to get grabbed, and then and then you start getting into, you know, forever war. Re- yeah, retaliation for retaliation right. for retaliation, right. on and on and on. And on. Right. Right. And you gotta you gotta put the kibosh on it right away. And and boy, I I'll tell you, there is no faster way to lose a war than to have a small civil war among your own side. <laughs> that mm. is boy, that is the quickest way to fucking defeat. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a crazy situation. And um, and remember, we can always say that that Rosalind was in a unique position to make this call as well because she spent time in a fucking detention cell. Yeah. So she's yeah. uniquely qualified to have she the experience, right? Yeah. Exactly. Her seven-year-old wasn't killed, but that's different. But yeah, it's it's one of these things, if you don't put the brakes on this thing now, chaos. Totally. Chaos on such a small, we're dealing such a small amount of people with nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. That's Rosalind's wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and dude, the, I got to say, this final scene, <sighs> straight up, Got me a little choked up. It's man. This great. Is so fucking good. So fucking such good. Such good leadership. Uh, it, it's just so, and it's such a strong ender because, like we were talking about earlier, there's no dialogue. Mm-hmm. He just sits down, and you can even see on Chief's face, this is still not easy for him. Correct. But he still has some animosity. There's still a bit of like, ah, but you were in there. Maybe you could have even done more. Maybe, maybe it's still, maybe it's still shitty. But I'm going to sit down next to you. You're my brother in arms, and we're going to not treat each other like this. I fucking right. love it. I it's hard. It. It's great. It's amazing. He he it's doesn't know what Gata went through. No. 
And he, but see, the chief is the kind of guy who understands that he doesn't know and to not try to make some assumption. Sure. Ah, so good. Just uh, that, and that is just so, you know, there's a whole lot of like, I don't know how you would exactly describe it, but like theorizing and, and, and postulating going on in this episode about what's revenge, what's justice, what's law, what's illegal, blah, blah, blah. And it, I love that it ends on this just very fundamental human moment of I will sit down next to you and eat with you. Mm-hmm. That's it. We don't even have to talk. Like I trust you. I will put enough trust in you that I will sit next to you and just treat you like another person. That's right. That's you could so, so one thing you could say if if I want to if I want to be a bit of a cynic uh, and I will just for the sake of discussion it's much different if Gate is accused of personally executing five people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we we have the benefit of seeing Gata and knowing what Gata went through and knowing that Gata saved all those people. So it is awesome and I love it and I love the moment. I think it's great. But I also think if you really want to if you really want to get into ethical gymnastics, you take that woman who was accused of personally shooting three, who I think they already executed anyway, but say they didn't, and then to sit down next to that person. That, in my opinion, is the struggle going forward. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because I mean, like, like what I was saying earlier. What do you do? Your cohesion, your morale is just shredded. Like, right. What do you, what do you, how are you ever going to, to be able to trust one another in, right. in operations? Yeah, man. It's intense. It's intense. Such a good episode. Great episode, man. Well. Fucking love it. Some, uh, some listener comments. I started in on this one earlier, and I might as well just go with it now, and we won't confuse Gaeta and Baltar. <laughs> Gaeta Gaius. <laughs> and it's from Tony Piccolo. Tony Piccolo says, um, he was asking Matthew, I'm not sure... I'm sure by now you spent a good bit of time on the podcast coverage discussing a season involving Baltar and the base star. If you haven't already covered the specific thought, what do you think the future holds for Gaius as a character on the show while now being separate from the human race with the Cylon fleet? Does he have a future? What's it look like? Will he ever be reunited? Wait, sorry. You read that last part a little too fast. <laughs> Say that. Okay. If you have, I've read this question three times. If you haven't already covered the specific thought, what do you think the future holds for Gaius Baltar as a character on the show now that he's been separated from the human race, does he have a future? What does it look like? Will he ever be reunited? Ooh. Um, Talk to me about Gaius. I mean, we, we didn't spend a lot of time yeah. speculating on Gaius like we did on his, the rest of it. His stuff was quick, but let's, let's indulge yeah. Tony's question here and think about, totally. whoa, what's <laughs> going to happen with Gaius? What, what could possibly he be doing? I mean, his shit is the most mysterious of this episode. It's very undefined. It just, I mean, basically, we get to see three come in there and say, hey, yeah, your fate is just up in the air. See ya. <laughs> That's it. Pretty much. <laughs> like, we don't fucking know. Hey, just wanted to come in here and put you really at an unease state. Bye. I'm hot. Bye. <laughs> uh, that was pretty much all she said to him at the end of the day. And, and just to mm. fucking set him on edge. Um, and I do think, just on like a, a meta show level, that guy is Baltar is going to be interacting with our human crew again eventually. Maybe it's not till season that's a fair, four. That's a fair, uh, a fair play, right? Like he's got to come back. He's got to come back at some point in some way. And I have no idea what that way will be. If he'll ever be on the ship again, or if they'll meet on some planet, or or if we do. I mean, we still have a lot more. We haven't talked about this in a while. A whole lot more Cylons to figure out 
we have a whole lot more Cylons to be like, who, there are still Cylons among them mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and we have no idea. You know, that, that's been kind of a, a, an underlying mystery that's been put aside a little bit by, you know, current events and all these other like big, big attacks they've been, uh, you know, undergoing. But, you know, that's still always looming and it's out there. Um, but for Gaius, oof. I think he's going to be among the Cylons for a minute. Uh, and we didn't talk about it. One of the last things we see is Six, uh, I guess it's Caprica Six, coming back into his room and laying out new clothes for him. Sure. And, and she doesn't say anything to him. She walks away, but she leaves him new, fresh clothes. guess that says something, um, doesn't it? That says something. That guess really they does. voted in favor of not killing him. <laughs> not just outright airlocking his ass, I guess. <laughs> I guess he's pretty safe. For now. For now. Um, but yeah, man, I, but what I really don't understand is how at this point, now that they have the baby, the human Cylon hybrid baby, what do they need from him? Hmm. You know, like he, you know, and the head six was always telling him it's our baby. Actually, it's our baby. And I'm like, I guess, but it was Hilo and Sharon's baby. Like that's, that's the vagina it came out of. So eh, I don't know what weird metaphorical fucking Cylon religion shit you're talking about, but that's whose baby it actually is. Now it's among the Cylons. They have it. Who knows what they're going to do with it. It's obviously important to them, but Gaius is, Gaius's own personal value to them, I don't understand. Maybe it's just Six arguing for the sake of his life. I don't know. Part of it could be also trying to reevaluate what they have planned next. So True. what's the Cylon's next move? Ooh, Obviously, yeah. that next move means they need Gaius's expertise or perspective or, perspective or something, yeah. which kind of makes sense if they have really no human liaison. They might need him for something. Totally. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. It seems like a waste of a resource. He's he's a naked man with a robe. What can he <laughs> what can he do to you on a base star? I'm very small. I, I make mean, love very well. I'll tell you, he's also <laughs> underestimated him at your peril. Oh, totally. Yeah. So good and honestly, stuff. I feel like Gaius it will probably be good at getting the Cylons to underestimate him so that he could screw him. Uh I could see that happening too. Cool. All right, man. Any final thoughts on this, uh, lovely collaborators? Ooh, uh, I'm spent. I am fucking spent on this one. Great I love it, though, dude. This is, dude, the excellence of this season just fucking continues. It, it is slam bang, ass to the glass, fucking fantastic. I, I have loved every episode this season so far. It is killer. I am so hyped, hyped on this fucking show, man. Very cool. So good. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good episode for sure. Um, next time on the podcast, we will be discussing the episode uh, titled Torn. So see, uh, episode six coming up next, Torn. So get ready for that shit. Hell yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, anything you want to say to the good people before we go? Uh, stay toasty out there. Yeah, stay toasty. So, well, that's in two weeks, right? We're going to see you. We're recording this one on 123. Um, We're we're back to every other week. (laughs) Tight. Cool. Tight. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much. Check us out on the web at literallystreetgeek.net. Follow us on all the social medias. If you Google LSG Media, you're going to find all of our shit. Be it Twitter, Facebook, you name it. 
come hang out with us and uh, don't miss any of the wonderful content that we are giving to you for free. All right, guys, we're out of here. Have a good night.